This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the program called Your Time to Shine. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the host of the show, Celine Harlow, a movie star name. I've said that before. It sounds like a movie star name, doesn't it? Celine Harlow. Yeah, I can imagine it up in lights. Really? Yeah, can't I've, you? I've, I discovered a new English word the other day, harlot. And my oh, husband yes. laughs so much, he calls me a harlot. No, you wouldn't want to be a harlot. I don't really know what it means, so probably not. Let's not it talk about it. Okay. Not one of those words that you want to talk about. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, you have your own, own business. Tell us what it's about. I work with women who are on a journey to self-love, and my job is to support them as they make changes and decisions in their lives that, go, that are going to bring them closer mm-hmm. to the women that they truly want to be. Wow. Is that easy or hard? <laughs> it's easy if you want it to be. <laughs> When, when someone comes to see you like that who wants to find their inner self, is there a sort of a time frame that you have with someone? Like if you say to them, look, we need to work together, and I think that in X amount of time you will be the person that you want to be. Is there, can you put a time frame on that, or is it all – what um, is it down to? I usually don't do that because the people who work with me are usually similar to me, and I know that when I put a time limit – like. For example, when I had a lot of acne a few years ago, I would say, you know, in six months' time, I'll have clear skin mm-hmm. and I'll have everything that I want in my life. And in six, in, in six months, you know, six months later, I would still have a bit of acne or I would still struggle with this. I would have lots of scars and I would not be happy with myself. So putting that time frame kind of puts this pressure on yourself that if you don't achieve it, then you're a loser. Sure. So I don't really do it. But I definitely like to see results and changes in my clients' lives. And usually if that doesn't happen, then it means that either we're not a right fit or there's something that's not ready to shift just yet do you find that uh it's an easier battle for you with the clients not a battle it's a it's like it's like (laughs) an easy street for you because people that i might suggest that people who come to see you they're halfway there the fact that they want to come and see you they already want to change anyway you're not getting someone who's raw and doesn't want to change like you you know you're not coming to me and saying Come and see me, Kim, because I can change your life. Well, I've offered you several I know times you have. I'm just using myself no, as an example. So. <laughs> <laughs> Would I want to change? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm adaptable. You know, I like, I like new things You're as like well. You're like water. Yeah, I am. I flow. <laughs> I go with the flow. But what happens, so the people that do come and see you, your jobs, I'm not going to say your job's not hard, but you know what I mean? They're, they're already susceptible to wanting to change, aren't they? That's what, yeah, I think that's 50% of the job yes. that's already done, making that decision. And then, you know, obviously working with someone who's already done the thing is super easy. Bec- I mean, it makes it easier because, you know, I can guide you and I can tell you, well, actually, if you do this a little bit differently or if you change this belief system or if you do that and do this, then that could make your life a lot easier. But, you know, if you make that decision, you know, no matter you're going to attract situations and opportunities and people who are going to help you change. Do you find that many people fall off the wagon? You know, like dieting, we all want to go on a diet and we want, to, we want to look better and feel better, but possibly most people who diet do fall off the wagon and go back to their old ways. Do you find that it's the same in your industry, that people decide to come and see you because they want to change, but then, what's that old saying, a leopard never changes their spots? 
Did they go back to the old them? I was having that very frustrating conversation with a friend just a few days ago, and it was it was making me so angry. I actually cried, and we were talking about something that my friend had been struggling with for years now and we had done several sessions but I felt that we you know on session one we would talk about this mm-hmm. and blah 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 and she would feel better for a couple of days and then go back to the same thing and yes. then session two same thing session three blah, blah 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 and then she was asking me for a new session and then I thought actually I don't know if I can bring anything new mm-hmm. nothing is changing and I'm getting really frustrated I think it would be better if you worked with someone else and um, she got really frustrated with me too because she felt that she really needed to help yeah. but for me it was an indication that either I was not the right practitioner for her or she was just trying to go back to her comfort zone because what she was struggling with was um, expressing herself and so by hiding by not expressing herself then she failed safer I wonder not that we want to play the blame game there but was she blaming you for not helping her or were you blaming her for not wanting to be helped we both played that game for a few days and then we realized oh let's just you know give each other a bit of space and then we'll <laughs> come back to that conversation afterwards. But in this situation, let's take her out of the equation. When you find that it's not working with a client for whatever reason, and you th- you, you've suggested that you might not be uh, the facilitator for them, do you blame yourself that it didn't work or there's yeah, no blame? I, I, love to, I love to see results with my clients. So if there's no results, then I'll be the first person that I blame. Mm-hmm. And I'll look at what I might have done better or I look at, I mean, obviously I don't want to attract those kind of situations, but, you know, I'll definitely look at what I could have done better and what I can do better next time. But if I feel that I'm reaching my limits, then someone else will be more adapt- adapted to them. Do you run the danger that uh, people who come to see you who doesn't work on, they might think they're a loser because you didn't approach it properly or...? <laughs> well, could you I mean, damage people? I mean, <laughs> that would be a very funny thing to say. Um, I believe that if nothing changes, then it's a combination of different things. But you know, instead of putting the blame on me, then you can have a look at what you did as well and sure. what you didn't do. And you know, is there something that you can do? Is there a decision that you can make? Is there something that you can change that will make it easier for you? And chances are, chances are that actually there is something, and it's not just on me. Do you have to uh, be harsh with people and say, "Look, it's you, buddy." Go and take a big look in that mirror. I'm not that kind of person, so no, I wouldn't usually do that. But I do invite my clients to look at themselves honestly because that's when when they look at yourself when they look at themselves as if they're looking in a mirror that's when they find oh i've been lying to myself all that time and oh well if i look at this differently then well so many things are going to change for me absolutely right now today we're here to talk about uh happiness or you you've got that you've got to head it up stop trying to be happy why wouldn't we want to be happy well i think it depends on your definition of happiness so what does happiness mean to you ken well, I was going to ask you that first because you always, you always <laughs> ask me that first. I don't know. Yes. Happiness is, is it a state of mind? I mean, you know, I don't go around laughing out loud all day, but in my head, I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with what I've got at home. I'm happy with my car, even though it's an old car. I'm happy with my, um, my hobbies that I'm involved with. I, I like the people that I hang around with. I like talking to people like you. Um, obviously, life is not a bed of roses. There are things that possibly could be better in my life. I like some more money. Who wouldn't like some more money? But I think in the main, um, yeah, I might suggest that in the main, I'm satisfied with my life and then I am also happy. I'm possibly more satisfied. (laughs) I'm possibly more satisfied with my life. And what is happy? What is happy? That's exactly what I wanted you to say. Is happiness satisfaction or what? (laughs) Well, there is a sense that happiness is an 
the result of an accumulation of material things. And we don't usually like to say this about yourself. You know, I'll be happy. I'm happy because I have that nice car and that nice property and that couch and that relationship and that family, you know. Um, but I believe that happiness is a state of constant joy. And you actually, I, I never really use the word happy anymore. I use the word joy. What is joy compared to happy? Well, joy is this inner state of being, state of inner being that says, no matter what happens to me, I am happy. I am content. I am at peace. What's the worst thing that could happen to you that you might still say that? A lot of things. Like what? But still you're going to, you know, stand up and do the thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. (laughs) It doesn't make (laughs) sense. Okay. So, all right. So happiness isn't really about being constantly um, positive, for example. You know, I don't really wake up every morning thinking really, ex- you know, being really excited sure. and looking forward to the day ahead. That don't happens you? to me more and more often, but not always. But, you know, I could blame myself when those days are, you know, when, I'm, when I have those days, those bad days. But I don't. I don't have to. I know that... You know, I might be feeling a little low today or I might feel a little tired, but still I am happy. It's something that never changes no matter what my thoughts or emotions or circumstances are. Like I said, the title of today's topic is Stop Trying to Be Happy. Um, who tries to be happy? You can't try to be happy, can you? I think everybody looks for that happiness feeling you know feeling happy and content and we kind of try to to be happy by changing the job or by you know um changing the partner or by changing different things in our lives so that you know adapting our circumstances so that we will be happy but i have a different theory i suggest that you can be happy right now you don't have to try so hard you don't have to wait until this comes into your life you can be happy now what if yeah what if if? imagine if it was like that but um like I say, is satisfaction and happiness... You'd, you'd, I guess most people think happy is, ha, 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 I'm having a great time. Not necessarily that's happy, is it? Is I that happy? think of happiness as quiet joy. And, you know, in the previous... Um, in, um, in the previous show, I described how you know I was having the crap this morning, and there was no water in the house, and mm-hmm. we had to try and fix up the tank. And I looked up at the at the sky. I looked up, and I saw the trees, and that made me happy. And I realized, oh, you know, I still don't have water in the house right now, but right now I can be happy. Right now I can just change the way I perceive things. Yeah, I mean, your happy is not necessarily my happy. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, last time we spoke, uh, you love cats. If, I, if a cat was hanging around me, I wouldn't be happy. Well, I would cuddle it. Yeah, you would. Oh, so happy is relative to different people and different things, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's very individual. And, well, I believe that we all have a capacity to be happy. And if we decide that we can be happy now, then everything around us changes. And that really is the purpose of meditation. You know, we talk a lot about meditation and self-development conversation. But, you know, what is meditation? Well, it's about sitting still in the present moment without fighting anything without you know completely surrendering to whatever it is it's said that there are people out there who are happy being unhappy would you agree with that yeah i definitely agree you know um there are 
you know, being unhappy serves you in some purpose. Sometimes, you know, it might, you might, you know, for example, we all have a negative friend in our lives. You mm-hmm. know, we have someone, you know, we come to see and we have a cup of coffee with that person and they're always, you know, we, we ask, how are you doing? And they say, oh, this is happening and oh, the weather, it's raining and cold today and there's always something wrong happening for them. You know, and we also experience the same weather, but we might decide to look at it in a different way. And that's just, it's just bringing you down as well. So, you know, them being unhappy might uh, serve them in the sense that it's, you know, they get more attention from people because obviously you want your friend to be happy. Wouldn't you just cut that person loose? You can, but I think most people have this compassionate sense and try, make, want to make their, the people around them happier. Yeah. And cutting them from their lives doesn't really they don't really see how that person could be happier as a result you know so they don't i wonder though you know okay you've got someone who's miserable they're negative first time yeah okay pat them on the back what's wrong what's wrong celine let me help you second time oh what's wrong celine third time oh not again celine (laughs) fourth time why would you bother going around because you know what's going to happen i mean you're right because if someone is negative they're going to bring you down you, I might come into this room feeling great and I see you say, oh, God, it's her again. And all of a sudden... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that what you really think of me? <laughs> but you, you see, what it does is then it drains my positive energy and it brings me, puts me on the same level as you in a way, doesn't it? That, um, so, so what do you suggest to people who have negative friends like you've suggested? Do you really think that we should hang around them much or, or get rid of them? You don't need negative people in your life, do you? Well, if it's, you know, it's a relationship, so it serves the two people who are in the relationship. So it might serve the unhappy person because they get more attention and it might serve the happy person because they feel that they, they are a service to that person. You know, mm-hmm. they might feel a sense of gratification. So there's, it's serving both of them. Yeah. Now, when you look deeper, like underneath the surface, you might, you know, see that for the person who's happy, then, you know, they don't really feel that they deserve to be loved unless they help someone or, you know, they love someone first. So, you know, there's a deeper, a deeper story story beneath the surface yeah one of your bullet points that you've got here is contentment and i wonder that could be taken many ways couldn't it? it could be content with your lot which might not be very good but you you accept it could you be happy doing that well contentment isn't it's acceptance knowing that better things are on their way it's not you know it's not giving up on things it's saying oh well i can see you know the beautiful color of this table right now it's actually really pretty mm-hmm. and i know that better things are on their way sure but the better things might not be on their way that's my point and that Why is wouldn't they be well let's the just say that they're you. not yeah well who loves me the universe <laughs> <Everybody loves me. laughs> not many people love me but so contentment is we could be happy with our lot. Say, okay, well, that's, that's what it is. I'm just going to live my life the way it is. I'm, I'm, so I'm accepting that my contentment with my lot possibly could be better if I went out of my way. But isn't contentment accepting your lot? It's a combination of acceptance and, and dreams, I believe. Do you see what I mean? It's not this brutal acceptance that, you know, uh, you know, your cat might die, for example, and that really stinks. Yeah. But, you know, it's just this acceptance that, you know, whatever comes your way, you have the strength to handle it. And you know that your life is going to be better. And because you think you believe that your life is going to be better, then it is going to be sure. because it has to. What if one of those people, though, that is the uh, glass half full? You might say, okay, well, it's what it is. My life's what it is. 
and you just live your life like that. So you might be happy, like we, you might be happy being unhappy. But what is contentment? This contentment is not necessarily, from from my point of view, it's not wanting something different. It's happy with what I got right now. Is that not what you, how you read it? That's Feel content. Is yeah. that not how you read it? There's a lot of we we call this. Um uh, gratitude in the self-development conversation you know we talk about gratitude you know I'm grateful for what I have now and because I have this deep belief that the universe loves me and wants to give me lots of presents because I really love receiving presents then I know that more water is coming to me because mm-hmm. I would like because to you're putting positive out. vibes out into the universe that's right people are going to say she's nuts well maybe but I have seen, you know, I have seen that my life has changed so much since I have started to change my belief systems. And I'm not trying to convince you that I'm right and mm, you're no, wrong. No, of course. Although that's, that would be very satisfying. Yes. But I'm trying to say, <laughs> yes, what if there was a different story available to you? You know, what if you could take ownership of what, of your belief systems or of who you are now and decide that you want to be someone else? What if you could take action? You know, blaming me for your situation is not helping mm, anybody. It's bringing me down and it's bringing you down. I want to say, well, what if something else was possible? What if? Yes. And like you mentioned a bit earlier, the people that come to see you, they're halfway there because they have that positive attitude, much like you have. So you're really saying that uh, if we're unhappy with our life, if we start thinking positively, it's got to get better. It has to. Think, yes, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, we know we talk about the law of the universe and the laws of the universe, and it, it has to be better. It just has to. It's an obligation. It's something that has to happen. It must. There's no other possible scenario. It just has to happen. So what you're really saying with regard to our topic, stop trying to be happy, is yes, stop trying and it will happen. Is that what you're saying? It will come to us regardless. Stop trying to be happy because you're already happy. Because you can already be happy now. Mm, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> what did you <laughs> want to hear? <laughs> I didn't read your thoughts properly. <laughs> so if we've got a bad lot at the moment and we're unhappy and we think, okay, I'm going to try and lift myself out of where I am. I'm going to try to be happy. Go and smell a few roses. Go and look at a few trees. And... Uh, <laughs> And think, you know, you can, of course, admire that the tree has been there for hundreds of years and just realize the enormity of what you're looking at. You might be taking yourself out of yourself for a moment, but it hasn't really changed your unhappiness. So if you stop trying to go out there and change the way you are at this point in time, are you saying that it will change? Okay. So let's talk about this from a different perspective. So we're all on social media right now. We're all on Facebook and Instagram, and we all are in this global conversation. And, you know, on Facebook, there are lots of very inspiring stories of people who, uh, you know, have had a terrible uh, lot in their life, have had a terrible upbringing, have had something terrible happen to them, and still they rose beyond the challenge and still they're happy now. And those are the stories that inspire Mm. us. And my understanding is that everybody can have that story and you don't need to have your legs chopped off, for example, in order to be happy. You can be happy now. And, you know, often we say that, you know, if something terrible happens to you, like, you know, surviving cancer, for example, Mm -hmm. I had a client who survived cancer and that was a wake-up call for her that, oh, actually, you know, how the way I lived my life before wasn't really satisfying, but now I know that I need to take better care of myself. Well, my understanding is that you don't need to have those experiences in order to be happy now. It's just a, a shift in perspective. Just about out of time, so just for, um, for my own 
purpose, I suppose. Happiness, pleasure and contentment, or particularly happiness and contentment, are they the same thing? We all have different definitions, I believe. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about... Well, let's put satisfaction in there as well. Satisfied. I'm satisfied, happy, I'm content. Are they the same things? They're not the same things. But a combination of all of those things amongst with um, peace, inner peace, um, love towards yourself and towards others, towards and, and gratitude as well, that is joy. Mm-hmm. And joy is what I think you should strive towards. So if you've got those three things, they equal joy. That's great. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? That's fabulous. <laughs> and we all have that ability to be happy. I, I believe that everybody can be happy Indeed. right now. And on that, um, we'll leave it there for this month. Now, if we want to come and see you to uh, try to stop being happy, <laughs> how do we get hold of you? That's a terrible <laughs> way to put it. So um, the, easiest, the easiest way to start working with me is to go to my website, mydawninglight.com, and you'll have all the information there available to you. Good on you, Celine. As always, our pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you the same time, same place next time. Take care. Bye. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.